Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I gotta ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley. What is going on, Run You Nation? I hope you enjoyed your weekend. Oh, man, it was a treat. I got an opportunity to um, listen again to the audio that I received from um, like seven podcasters. But before we get into that, you ever walk into your house, you come up and see a package and you're like excited and giddy. Maybe it was something you ordered. And it's finally here. But imagine coming up like I've come up to my place from time to time. And I see a package. Knowing full well I didn't order anything. I don't get surprised. No one is sending me any, you know, any surprise presents. So it's usually just Amazon or FedEx. Uh, just dropping it off there. Snapping the pick and walking away. So I, you know, I'm like a good neighbor, all state, you know, it's, uh, I'll bring the package to your house. So late night, I come home, there's a box in front of the door. I'm like, okay, well, it's too late. I'm not, I'm not going to ring anyone's bell at this time of night. I've got some miles to run because I committed to a friend that I would be part of this 150 miles. We'll get into that later. So I had some miles to run that night. So I got in the house and I looked at the box and the box, to my surprise, had my name on it. This was addressed to me, which means I could literally go in the house and open this up. But wait, could it have been something that that maybe I shouldn't be opening up, you know? Hmm. So I go inside, I open up the box, it's got some pink packaging, I unwrap it, there's an envelope in there that says, open the package before you open this envelope. Sounded like some Mission Impossible, you know, type scenario. So I, you know, I open the package and it is a book. I say, wow, Mo Meta Blues, the world according to Questlove. How thoughtful. What did I do to deserve this book? And then it dawned on me as I read the notes. Thank you from Philip Smith for being my 5,000th follower on Twitter. And how did I come across meeting Philip Smith? Oh, my God. This is so, it is funny how these things come together. Well, I put out in the universe, you know, we should have our own. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Everyone, if that's what you want to do, you should do it. 
instead of standing outside someone's building asking me to asking them to let you in could you let me in it's cold outside no you don't live here go to your own house i mean yeah go to your own house why do you want to come in my house and try to tell me what to do in my house that's my sentiments it's my thoughts you know it's a it's a public traded whatever it is whatever and the th the issue i'm referring to if you haven't known by now is Honest world. So that was my rant. I was on it. Hey, listen, why don't you, you feel that strongly about it? Do your own thing. You know, so that was me saying that, yeah, we should have our own thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And so someone came like from behind, knocked on the door. Yo, excuse me, Mr. Steven Jackson, who was a guest on the show. He said, yo, that sounds like, you know, since you're putting it out there, <laughs> With your big mouth, maybe you should. He didn't do that. He didn't say that. Those are my words. With your big mouth, you know, just embellishing. Go along with me on this. So he said, with your big mouth, if that's what you feel, you should start your own thing. You should do it yourself since you're putting it out there. And I'm sure there'd be people that would be interested in assisting you. You know, I was not suggesting that I, you know, start a magazine, not print one anyhow, or even digitally. It's a thought. There's some things that that, you know, there are things that have come across my mind. I've printed a couple of publications and newsletters in my days. Yes, even with my grammatical errors, because that's the type of person I am. You get out there and do it. It gets better as you go along. Anyhow, so having said that, he mentioned Melanie Eversley. And I gave Melanie Eversley a call. And she mentioned to me that Philip Smith has this program that she was a part of to assist people in launching digital media. They were currently in, a, in conjunction with Google and Lions. I, I'm, I don't know why I want to say Lionsgate. I think that's the movie people. It's Lions Publishing. They were on Power 105 discussing the program. And I'm like, wow. Isn't that a small world? If I'd have just kept my mouth shut, I wouldn't have heard any of this. And I wouldn't have gotten this book from Philip Smith. I would have tagged him on, uh, on IG. But he said he's too old to be on IG. I'm like, nah, bro. You're not too old. You know, you're not too old. There's some, I'm on there. I ain't, I'm, yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of writers journalists who are on there they just copy their tweets and put them on there shout out to adam grant he tweets and then he copies his tweets and he places them on his instagram page so you have a presence on instagram i got one of his books originals anyhow so yeah so it's funny how these things come together ah man i should have had on a cotton shirt because cotton is breathable unlike cotton <sighs> senator cotton Oh my God, this guy, this guy here. You know, th there are people in this world who I guess they just can't help themselves. They, they want to make sense out of something. Slavery was a necessary evil. We needed it. This is what we needed. And you know what? I really don't want to, uh, you know, have the project came out because that's, that's not, why should we have that? Let's just continue doing what we're doing, you know? Let's just continue on the road that we're traveling. 
So this guy, Senator Cotton, does not want the 1619 Project to be taught in schools. It's like, yo, they shouldn't receive any federal funding, which is why I think it's so important uh, the work that Phyllis, Philip Smith is doing to amplify other voices within the media. Because if you control the media, you control the narrative, you control the story, and they like this story. Slavery was a necessary evil. Hey, you know, it's what this country was built on. And we like it that way. We really don't want to talk about the harsh realities. Like you screwed up. It wasn't you, Mr. Cotton, but you're benefiting from it. <laughs> you know, and that's why we need other voices within the media to speak their truth. And that's why I think this, this work that Philip Smith, along with Google and these other organizations are doing to help to amplify other voices. You know, you don't, you don't even need a microphone, you know, but you do need a microphone. You just, I mean, you don't need a microphone separate and apart from your cellular phone. You can use your cellular device. You know, shout out to black girl loss. She was just mentioning to me, oh, when she started her podcast, she started in her laundry room. I think it was her laundry room. Well, we're going with laundry room, even if it wasn't her laundry room. And she was recording episodes directly into her phone. You find a quiet location and you go for it. You know, that's what you do. You get your message out there. You find your tribe. Go find your tribe. Find the people that you um, that want to hear your message. And you get out there and you share it. And the funny thing is when you start sharing it, then you start connecting with other people. If I would not have typed up that post, I would not have Stephen Jackson saying, hey, Derek, yo, you should consider doing it since you put it out there in the universe. And you should speak to Melanie Eversley. These things happen for a reason. Who knows? So it's all connected. So I'm excited about that. And what I'm excited for, more so, uh, I, I will certainly go through the book. Um, but what's more important is the, the relationships that you're able to cultivate. You know, it, it speaks to a case of collaboration. I was having this conversation. Moving on to this running adventure. So sitting now, driving along, I get a message from good buddy. Yo. Are you in? I'm like, in what? So, you know, I pick up the phone. I call him. Well, what's up, man? Are you in? Man, you going to do this thing? And he's like, what thing? Oh, the grit, polar, grit competition. You should do it. And it's like just what I need, you know, at this moment because, you know, you can get back out. I, mean, I, don't, have a, I don't have a race. I don't think anyone has a race lined up. <laughs> Everything's pretty much been canceled and shut down. So just knowing I got a target, um, yeah. So I've got to put some miles in. And as we're talking, he talks about collaboration. And I was been thinking about collaborating. You know, I was looking through some of my old CDs. And I think Jay-Z makes the case for collaboration. I was working at um, uh, FedEx Kinko's at the time in Bay Ridge in Queens. And my team had, um, they knew I was a, a Jay-Z fan. So they purchased you know, it was around Christmas time. They got me um, Lincoln Park and Jay-Z mashup. And it had me thinking about, yeah, I like the music, but I just thought about collaborating with others 
like-minded people or even people that may not be in your, that might not look like you. I was like, you know what? Next. And I looked back and so I pulled out all of my, um, all of my Jay-Z jams from reasonable doubt all the way to 444. And you see, you can see a case being made for collaborating. You know, when you're secure, you have no problem collaborating with others. Like they mess in the bottle. You know, if you, I, I, there's just certain things that I like that I like. So she made this post. She was like, yo, they can steal the recipe. But if you can't cook, it, 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 they can steal the recipe to your sauce. But if they can't cook, if you can't cook, you can't cook. It's not going to taste the same. You know, I have a book with 365 recipes in there. And uh, I'm not the best cook. I could warm up some food. When I tell you I can warm up a plate, ain't nobody warming up a plate better than me. Yeah? Ain't nobody warming up a plate better than me. I can cook. I can follow directions. I'm not a chef by no stretch of the imagination. I can follow directions. Some people can't cook. You know? But they, they, then, they, then they just go free willy. You know? They're not, they're not, they're not checking the measurements. They just, they want to improvise. Before you can improvise, you got you to gotta know the basics. Or it's just got to be, you know, I think some people's taste buds might be off and they think it tastes good. Like, like my mother. My mother couldn't cook. I mean, th- she could cook. Let me stop. You might say, you know, we talk about our mother on TV. You're going to do that. Because she can't hear me. So anyhow, as I was saying, my mother could cook. There's some, there's a chicken that my mother would make, everyday chicken. During the week, everyday chicken. It's like, oh my God, it's greasy. Uh, the lamb, the lamb. Oh my, my, don't get my sister started on it. Yeah, it's the lamb chops were like greasy. It would just, I remember looking, the foil paper would be at the bottom, and then there would be this sea of grease. And then, it, you know, as it would, as it would uh, get cold, then it would turn white. And it was just greasy. I just remember, it's like, why is it so, I don't know. It's just, your mother cooks the food, you eat the food, bah, no problem. One thing I was not eating was the macaroni and cheese. Anybody that knows me, I hated macaroni and cheese with a passion. I used to give explanations. It was like, don't get me started on this macaroni and cheese. I'm not eating macaroni and cheese. Why? Because my mother just craft macaroni and cheese. It was just like fake cheese. And it, it just turned me off. It was, I had a bad experience with it. Let, let it go. I'm trying to let it go. I, I really am. But she couldn't cook the macaroni and cheese. The chicken was everyday chicken. But we would have these church outings that we would go to. When we would go to the church outings, my mother would season up the chicken. There would be, you know, a season it would sit. That chicken was the bomb. I love that chicken. I'm like, why we don't get this chicken during the week? I guess it takes time to pursue that and do all that stuff. I don't know. But that chicken, yo, I could, I could eat that chicken like every day. I don't even eat chicken like that anymore, really. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Me and chicken really, we had like a falling out. You know, I'm really, I don't every occasionally it's I'm not a big, I'm not a big chicken fan. I must admit, though, I did try that Popeye's chicken. And uh quite spicy. You know, I've gone into both establishments. Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. I don't know. I don't know if that's a political stance or what, but I know they're awfully nice in Chick-fil-A. Mm. 
I get suspicious of people who are awfully nice. No, I don't. Just, could you imagine? <laughs> there are probably people out there who are suspicious of people. New York City, you speak to people in New York City, most people don't speak back. They, when they say, how you doing? They really don't want to know how you're doing. It's just, you know, get out of the way. Don't take too long standing there thinking about the light, observing. Now, nah, look, man, you get in, get by when you can. If you stand up, stand too long, you get run over. Oh, uh, what can I tell you? That's just the way it is. What can I tell you? I don't know what to tell you. So that is where we are. I don't know if you've checked out the episode, our recent episode we had up. Yo, India and Tommy from the Run Duo blessed us with uh, some info insight as to what it was like for them when they got started creating a podcast, along with Queenie Love from Bar Talks, Jim Randolph from the Irregular Regular podcast. We had Darrell Patterson came out of retirement, blessed us with some insight as to what it was like for him when he got started. And then I connected with a, a podcaster from Canada. Sounds like a radio show host. Oh, it was very official sounding. And that's how he talks all the time. And I'm just, and I'm thinking in my head, I wonder, you know, if, you know, me have this radio voice, personality, whatever, if what that sounds like when, when you're intimate. I don't know. It's like a commercial, a guy like, you know, you movie guy. I don't know what he sounds like in the bedroom. I don't, you know, it's not, the, I don't want to be in the bedroom while he's talking. I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. Well, that's not my thing. But anyway, so you had him on the episode. In addition to him sharing what it was like for him uh, getting started early in his podcasting journey, he provided like a Google document with tons of information. So if you're considering that, listen to the podcast, go to the show notes, tons of information there to help you out, tons of information in there to help you out, you know, along this journey. And then I was experimenting with something that um, I had, um, you know, I shared this instance with you all, you know, I drive for, uh, for Uber and you got to lean into what you do, you know, like I'm not ashamed of what I do. I made a conscious decision that I wanted to pursue this podcasting thing full time, you know, and uh, yeah, driving for Uber helps supplement that so I can pursue this thing full time. So this is not a game. So while I was driving it, I had this routine that I would do in an English accent and um, someone didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. You know, I would often be on the phone and talking to a friend. It's like, yo, that line, oh my God, you again with this, yo, the line was funny, you know, I would do it now, I should do it now, let me, let me get into character, what's my motivation, what's my motivation, okay, hold on, hold on, so, you know, they get in, you get the ping, door opens up, you know, I check the, the status, oh, it looks like we're going to New Jersey, New Jersey, and they were saying, nah, I ain't going to New Jersey, and on, and sometimes I would do it in an accent. Hey, look, by the way, good afternoon. Looks like we're headed to New Jersey. And New Je yes, you don't like New Jersey? And, uh, somebody thought it was funny. You didn't think it was funny. Hopped out the car or whatever. Fast forward, then I get a call from the authorities in Stanford. So, you know me, I'm always recording. So that was some of the elements that went into this podcast. And so now I'm thinking that you know, you're writing out this story. Like, you've got actual 
audio from a questioning within a police station. You can't make that stuff up. My sister was like, excuse me. Somebody's going to think you're serious. No, I'm not serious. It's a story. It must be. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. If you think that, that this was real, then I did a great job acting. Because I was laying in the bed thinking, what else could I add to this story? This narrative that you're painting with just your voice and your imagination and this microphone. The Shore MV 51. Shout out to Shore. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to somebody who was like, yo, I used to like you, but then you started getting these sponsors about, uh, you know, you started, you know, promoting these sponsors. I'm like, yo, I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I like Dunkin' Donuts. What could I tell you? It was, they're not sponsoring me. You got to get a check from somebody. Somebody's cutting a check. You go to your boss. Yeah, man, I was liking you, but then you started working. <laughs> Anyhow, that's the thing. You know, you, you have relationships. Develop relationships. Dunkin' Donut ain't never cut me a check. I just happen to like them. If I didn't like them, then I wouldn't talk to them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. But it's right down the block. It's banter. I'm on the phone. They know my name. I know I met. True story. Can't make this up can be validated. I don't know what of those, you know, fact checking organizations. Y'all can go there and check out the facts. It's a black guy, white guy, and a Puerto Rican guy standing in the Home Depot. The Puerto Rican guy, his son works at the D&D. Had no clue that was his son working at the D&D. Used to go in there in the evenings, sit down, go in there in the morning, get started with the day or whatever. Then I would go in there in the evenings, wrap up the day in the corner, on the laptop. Guy was very professional, organized, respectful, you know, attention to detail. Certain characteristics that you could tell that he got from his pops. His pops was the Puerto Rican guy in the Home Depot who was talking to me about starting to run a marathon. <sighs> could you imagine that? Miguel Castro is going to be on the show. He's a councilman here in Meriden, Connecticut which is like the next town over. So when I run from my house where I live to the Meriden Mall, five miles there, five miles back, you get to run through the community where he works. I gotta tell you. And so his son now is no longer there. There was a whole crew that knew me. You know? You go and you're respectful. You like young people. You're not like, like young people. There's something about what, seeing someone on a path that reminds you of yourself. And you're saying, yo, you're coming in, they're working. He wasn't, he wasn't slacking off. There's no supervisor there. He was a supervisor, but there was nobody. Yeah, they got cameras, but he was always respectful. Punctual will come in, you know, pants, pull, you know what I'm saying? He, he, his pants wasn't, wasn't hanging off his ass. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, he just knew like, yo, this is, this is where I'm working. This is what I, this is how I'm going to do to conduct myself and interact with people. Always respectful. Now he's got his, you know, he's out there doing his own thing and, um, starting a career as, as a barber and people like I, we had Alex McCardo. He's got a, uh, he's the founder CEO of, uh, barber geeks. He was on the, uh, he was on the show. 
I mean, he told his uh, teacher that he was going to be a barber. She kind of chuckled. First year, he made more money than her. What can I tell you? You know, it's all according to what you want to do. It's entrepreneurship. You know, it's developing, knowing what you want and watching, elevating and seeing what, what you could create. So those kind of things I'm fascinated with. Fascinated by, you know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen. We're going to wrap up the picture that's in when, when I do the, uh, the shoot the videos during the conference calls or the zoom calls. There's a photo I have in my room of Charlie Parker and uh bird It's bird. Yeah, Charlie Parker. It's miles Davis. Right. And so in the photo, I got the photo from Brooklyn. Tell the story. I've got the photo from Brooklyn. I was driving a, um, had a Jetta, a Volkswagen, a great Jetta. Coming along Eastern Parkway, about to make the, uh, the left on Eastern Parkway to go to, you know, an interborough, go home. I see the photo. I see this picture framed just as it is here outside Eastern Parkway next to some drums. This guy was selling, you know, he was selling. Drums, not like not drums, like the big drums. He made grills. He turned these grills, he turned these drums into grills. Alabama Joe stood out there talking for a while, and then I he said, "You should tell the story to Bernice Green, who has a paper in Our Times, real estate paper in Brooklyn." So I did, and that was the first time I was ever quoted in print. I was excited because I was just having a conversation. It seemed like I knew this guy forever. You know, I invited him to do an art show. He came out, did the art show. Fast forward, since I, you know, we, we mentioned him and discussed him in, um, in, in our times. Then the New York Post did a story on him. We're talking like 2007. That's when I met him. 2007? Yeah, 2007. So I'm going through my, um, my material. That's what I do sometimes. You know, you go back through your material to kind of see where you take an assessment of where you came from. You know, you get encouraged to see where you're going. You know, you might look at some of your medals and say, okay, well, I did that race. I, yeah, I finished up. I think I could do this next task, this next challenge. If I plan it out correctly maintain my mileage and my pace and go through the training and I should be able to do it. So you go ahead and you feel confident you register for the race and you, you, you do it. And so as I'm going through my material, I come across the article. I said, wow, I wonder how Alabama Joe is doing. Let me give him a call. So I did. I gave him a call. Like, what's going on? Left a message. This is Derek. We met some time ago. 2007, 13 years ago. I remember this dude, this man. So I was like, cause it was inspiring to me. I mean, I like creativity to think, oh, I'm going to turn this oil drum. That's probably going to just get wasted. Right. Or they recycle them. I don't know what they do with them, but he said, I'm going to turn this into a grill and had names for them and everything. It's like a diamond in the rough. Cause he saw the possibility. And I like being a, I like people who are able to see the possibility of what is before it actually is. That's special to me. That turns, yo, 
That turns me on. What can I tell you? I don't even need Viagra for that. But not, but yeah, that's what I meant. I said what I said. So call him up, leave him a message. I'm sitting down getting ready to record. That's why this episode is late because I see a number from 718. And I'm like, who is this calling me? 4.46 in the morning, crack of dawning. Now I'm yawning. No. So I pick up the phone. It is Joe. Like, yo, how are you doing? We met some time ago. Now he's like, I don't know who this person is. They're too excited. It's too early in the morning. I seen your number. I'm just calling you back. What can I do for you? Joe, we met some time ago. You might not remember me. No, I don't remember you. We just went through this. I purchased a, a picture from you. So I tell him the story. He's like, yes, I remember you. You had a Volkswagen. I didn't even remember what car I had then. He's like, yo, yes, yes. So how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing well, man. I seen your picture. You know, I wanted to catch up with you. I was going through some material. Yo, I think it would be great to do a follow-up story on you. You meet a guy, a random individual, random meeting 13 years ago. He's on, um, you invite him to do an art show. He does the art show. Your friends show up. They buy some paintings. We've got a picture. We're sitting now. And it was so, you could you can't make this stuff up. 13 years ago, my man Alton is there. And he's, snap, he's a photographer snapping beautiful images. Back before I had dreads. Yo, I was looking, I was looking sharp. I mean, I looked, I could hang a suit. I had suits. I had clothes. I still have, no, I threw them away because stuff like that just became not really important to me. You know, I like clothes. I still got fashion, style. I got a sense of style. I'm wearing, let me tell you what I got on right now. I got on some red, I got on some red sneakers, right? But they're not just red sneakers. Like they, 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 they got some suede on them, some rubber. You know, and I got on a pair of um, the socks it's from an artist, you know, and the socks are like colorful. You know that artist. It's hot. I like I like the looks a nice look, but I'm really not, you know, I'm really not into I got more socks than anything else. So I, I gave some of them away, you know, but um, yeah, I just kind of got rid of stuff because those things are not important. Materialistic things are not that important to me, you know. But I know people like, you know, appearances and aesthetics. So I'm just figuring what I'm doing, shooting the videos. Let me clean up the background so you don't get distracted. <laughs> All that crap on What's that stuff back there? Oh, my God. You know, I, whatever. So I'll make it neat for you. So for you, the listener, because I, because I care. That's why. That's why I did it, because I care. So I had these two dresses. You might remember them. You can't see it now because I'm not. Rec- I'm not video recording. But behind me were these. Was this dresser, and then stacked up on top of it were um, my books. Inside of it was like running gear. Because most of all, of what I got is running gear. You know, and on the other side, on the other side of the treadmill was um, was another dresser that the TV was on top of. I don't remember the last time I turned on the TV. It's got to been months now. I don't have cable. That's okay. I don't. I don't even care because I don't even watch cable. I don't even. You know, I got. You know, I, I got my. Um, I got my master class that I look at on my laptop. What can I tell you? That's what I'm into. Whatever. So I, I'm looking at this dress and I was starting to feel like congested, man. It's like I can't move back now. I can move back. I turned the treadmill around, right? 
move the dresser out of that. First, I was going to stack the two dresses on the top of each other. And then I looked and I'm like, that looks stupid. So, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine me going in to get something out of the drawer, open up the drawer, pulling it, and then the top one falls. And now I'm falling. I can't get up. You know, who do I call? I can't, you know, the, the dresser's on top. This t nightstand is on top of me. It's not, no, I don't need to get injured by a nightstand. You know, be the victim. You know, so yeah, I stacked it on top, said it looked stupid, took it down. And like, what am I going to do with these things? So I, um, I took everything out, out of them. I, I bit the bullet, I bit the bullet, Nance. So I, um, yeah, took everything out of, outside of the dresses, turned the treadmill around, pushed it back and put the two nightstands outside with a sign that says free. Because I've seen people do that. Plus, I didn't feel like walking down to the dumpster. And it probably wouldn't have fit in the car to take it to the Goodwill. So I put it on the curb and said, Lord, yo, I can't. I said, Lord, I don't want to, I can't, I can't walk this stuff back down to the dumpster. I'm not going to throw it on top of the car and drive it down the hill. Because <sighs> then, you know, because imagine it falls off, you know, it, it then eh, messes up the windshield or something crazy. So I just put it outside the curb, went and got the other one, put the sign on it, did the same thing. And then, you know, let me snap a picture. Then I turn around. There's only one of them there. So let me hurry up and get outside. So as I'm getting ready to go outside, somebody else is grabbing the other one. I don't want to snap a picture of the guy while he's taking the, uh, the nightstand. So I said, well, hey, it's gone. And I feel, I feel it, 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 it did make a difference. So I'm on this road to minimal, minimalism. And I was talking about I've been on this road to minimalism for a while. I'm, I've condensed some stuff. I've condensed some stuff. You know, I, I, yeah, I got rid of some stuff. I looked in the closet and I realized I, I got a bunch of running gear. You know, I could, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta offload some of this stuff, man. So that's where we are, people. So we're going to have Joe on the show, Alabama Joe, reconnecting after 13 years. 13 years, yo. That says a lot. I've been talking about this podcasting thing for a minute. And just because you've been talking about doing something for a while doesn't mean that you should be the one doing it. Doesn't, it's not a guarantee that this should be happening. You can start, you can come into the game like yesterday and blow up. Doesn't mean just because you've been doing something for a while that that means that, yo, you are automatically, like, guaranteed a spot. Nah, it's not how it works, buddy. You got to work for it. You got to work for it. You got to maintain. You got to work for it. So, yeah, I don't mind working for it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what my man said. He said, you got to work for it. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. So I'm going to do what I got to do. You know, more people will do is they will tell you don't do something. Right, so you won't do it. And then what they do, they turn around and do the very thing they told you not to do. <laughs> that's what they do. That's, believe me, that's what they do, yo. So I'm excited about it. I am looking forward to what is going to turn out next. Next up on the show, we've got um, a couple of episodes to release. We got the Seeker Henry joint. Her, 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 um, her grandfather was a musician grandfather was a musician so we got that episode we gotta gotta release and man so many names did some batch recording 
got got uh Melanie Eversley. We have um let me let me let me go get the let me go get the list so I could. I mean, it's it's Melanie Eversley, David Ross, you know, he's 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 a track coach, he's a coach. Very beep beep bring. Um then we have uh she makes these f- fabulous masks. Oh man. Daphne Cicero. Yo, we we got a full lineup. And then this week, oh, this week I had it up on the show, man, to, to interview. Yo, I can't go through the long list, man, but I want y'all to know we we are putting together some episodes. Let us know who you would like to see or hear on the podcast. And if you have a business. You should consider reaching out to these podcasters, which is part of the reason I had them on this show. You should be reaching out to them to share with their audience. We're like the radio. Not like. We're better than the radio. You should reach out to us. Like, yo, do the circuit. You know, you have folks. It's not repetitive. And it takes sometimes for someone to hear a message Six times before they start doing. That's what you tell us. You got to tell your associates to do something six times. I ain't got to be telling somebody to do something six times, man. I done told you to do it once, man. Come on, let's just get it done. But apparently, you have to tell them. You have to reinforce it six times before the message sinks in. That's why they have some ad spots and things of that nature, you know. But that's just the way it is. So make your circuits, you know. Stop by the regular, regular podcast. And maybe go down the block and, and, and talk to the run duo, you know. After you finish talking to the run duo, go to uh, go to uh, Canada. It's got a different market in Canada. You know, go to talk to somebody in another section. You know, different part of the world, different part of this country. You tap into your to to collaborate. That's the case for collaboration. Go talk to, you know, whether it's the run duo or the run wave or, or whomever is out there that's talking. To your audience, it's not. It's a. It's the. It's a smart play. Hey, but hey, you know, wait for Power One Hundred Five to call you up if you'd like. You know, there's nobody coming. There's no talent agency coming and knocking on your door waiting to come get you. Hey, we heard about you, and uh, we're here to uh, let you know that you're on our radar. If you wait for that, folks. You might be waiting forever. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Let us know what you like, who you want to see on the show. And I can't wait to, uh, to re- reconnect with Alabama Joe. And if you've got stories that you want to share and you've been writing in your journal, you can now bring those stories to life. We out.